Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to episode number 25 of Plebchain Radio. Today is Friday, August 25th. It is 6.30 p.m. on the west uh, on the East Coast, 5.30 Central Time, where I am today, Austin, Bedblock Boom. And we have a great show ahead of you today. We have the folks from the Stemster team, not Henry, Rock, Roberto, and Ben, joining us to talk about all things Stemster and perhaps Nostra and Bitcoin as well. But first, for our weekly sermon, QW, take us away. Yeah, well, first of all, how is BitBlock, BitBlock Boom? Uh, you've been to a few uh, events. Um, clearly, there's some, can, can you just contrast it a little bit? Yeah, it is a very different conference from the bigger ones, right? Like uh, Miami or even Prague for that matter, which is Miami this year was around 10,000 people. Previously, it was 30,000. Prague was closer to 10,000, I think. So Bitblock Boom is, is about five or 600, some, something along those lines. Very different conference, very, but in a good way. Uh, it feels intimate. You, know, you could talk to people. Uh, you know, they're about... 10 or 15 different stalls so it's not overwhelming you can in within three or four minutes you can just walk around all the stalls talk to the different folks uh who who here and then it's a nice seating uh area it's it's not a you know traditional auditorium style seating where it's all lined up it's actually tables almost like a wedding banquet hall um, and you can sit at you know a table with four or five people, and then there's several such tables, and then you know you listen to the speaker. So it's a uh, I've I've liked it. This is the first bit block boom I've been to. Everything I've heard about past uh, versions of this uh, you know has been glowing. Um, and today was the first proper day of the conference. Some really good talks. Uh, Guy Swan had a fantastic one to kick us off uh, this morning on AI and uh, Bitcoin, a match made in cyberspace, where he, you know, he really harped on how open source AI is is winning, um, is going to, you know, take us into the future of that. So, and and some other really good talks. There's one on uh, on beef uh, and regenerative uh, cattle farming. Um, Beauty on had a very interesting one on recontextualizing Bitcoin. Um, um, so it's, it's been a great conference so far, QW. Good. And that's the, isn't that the, not the oldest? Is that the oldest conference? I think Baltic Honey Badger might be the oldest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, great, man. Well, I'm happy that you're here. Uh, I know these are always exhausting trips for you, so uh, try to keep up. Um, it, so it, in talking with like the, the theme of our show, collaborative communities, um, you know, just, just zooming out and kind of how it's been for me looking at, uh, Nostr since December, 
um, just looking at the open source projects, the uh, competition uh, w- from all the projects, all the clients, um, but all have this. Is it really competition if we all share the same goals? You know, and that's really the freedom tech. Um, you know, it's it's amazing to see uh, everything kind of being built because we're 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 we're. We're right here with the devs. I mean, basically, we're seeing the communication. We might not see their off chats, but, you know, we have an open field of communication where, you know, the users and the devs and everybody kind of working towards these goals can communicate together. Uh, you know, we we get some times where you're like, are, are people upset? Did they have uh, did someone that chose choose violence this morning? You know, it, but that just leads to healthy debates. Um, and really, it starts to establish consensus over time. Um, I, I know, you know, it, I've just never been a part of something like this. And I think it's very inspiring as a whole um, when you can have contributors coming from all over the world, uh, sharing the same goal and building together. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think the contrast between this and the fiat world uh, couldn't be more stark, right? I mean, in the fiat world, everything feels completely zero sum, meaning if someone's winning, it typically means someone else is losing as a result of that, right? It's uh, it's certainly not a positive sum game. Uh, you're you're always winning at the to the detriment of someone else. Over here, it's if we win uh, or if someone wins, right? If someone builds a fantastic product, it grows and improves the protocol, which means other products and applications that are being built on that protocol also benefit from that growth. So there's a it's a, this is a positive sum uh, scenario we find ourselves in, and that just leads to happier people, right? And yes, we we get into vigorous debates. Some like to your point, QW, someone uh, wakes up and chooses violence, cough, cough, con, uh, condolorian <laughs> uh, on occasion. Uh, but 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 that said, it's you know it it leads to. I mean, I'll, I'll give an example. We I think just over the last few days we saw some healthy back and forth between folks uh, around Primal's uh, trending algorithm, right? But, but at the end of the day, it was a healthy debate that came out of it. I, I thought uh, Miljan made some some excellent arguments in favor, and then there were some really good counterpoints uh, against it. So uh, and we see several such examples of that. Yeah, and and you're you're referring to the client wars 2.0, uh, you know. And with that said, I mean we're all we're all building. I mean they're they're you know Milgen's still building. You know we're we're over here picking apart the you know we're the inspectors while they're framing the house. You know what I mean? So we're gonna we're gonna point to the the thing that doesn't have a 90 degree angle. Uh, you know, so maybe maybe there's a bigger picture that we're missing. But uh, you know, I think it is important and it's beautiful in a way to to be able to see this being built. And we have our our say along the way. Um, you know, when you look at uh, and, and when I say uh, client or 2.0, 1.0 was uh, Vitor and Will Damas and Amethyst. Uh, it was a beautiful thing. And what did we see this week? We saw we saw Damas introduce. Um, um, your status. So you're just putting something, you know, I'm, I'm live right now on PCR or I'm going to get something to eat, whatever it is, it's in, it's in your profile. You can link to something. So let's say Lynn Alden's selling a book. She can say, Hey, check out my new book and here's the link to it. Um, so it's kind of a cool feature. It was a, it was an amazing feature, but only Domus was having the fun. So what did, what did Vitor do? He, he, you know, Derek Ross says, Hey, can we get this? And uh, within two, he, he 
instantly says, I'm working on it now. Within two days, they have it. Uh, so it's something where if something is good for the community, uh, eliminate the competition in it and, it, and it, we grow together. Uh, so it's, 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 I think that's a very important part of this because when you get the fiat out of this, we're all going to the common goal. At the end of the day, the more people that come to this protocol, the better we're all going to be. Um, yeah. You know, community leads to culture, leads to adoption. Uh, and that's ultimately what we want in this world is adoption, because once adoption happens, then, you know, all bets are off. We have our freedom. We have uh, our way. Um, you know, it, I, I personally think value for value is only going to work with mass adoption. It's going to have to be micropayments everywhere. It's going to have to be, you know, you, you can't just lean on a few heavy bags and say, you know, donate to this, donate to that. Um, it's it's got to be a decentralized effort. Uh, of micropayments, you know? Well, th there is an uh, other angle to this, QW. I completely agree with everything you say, but value for value, and I'll give a specific example uh, of something I've seen just today at BitBlockBoom, uh, where it doesn't have to be sats in exchange for some other value, right? It can be something uh, intangible of value that can be exchanged. <laughs> Uh, so I was talking to uh, the person who's TC, the person who's developed Time Chain Calendar. If you haven't seen it, you should you should de definitely go and check it out. Time Chain Calendar is a great rendering of uh, different data points um, uh, about the about the Bitcoin Time Chain block height being certainly being one of them, but several other points, right? It's uh, and it's it's rendered beautifully on on the website. And I was uh, talking to TC. And uh, at the conference, he has, you know, on the screens as the speakers are speaking, uh, there's the Time Chain Calendar website with the BitBlockBoom logo in the middle, right? Almost like a, it's like advertising space, right? But, but he has BitBlockBoom right in the middle there. Uh, he didn't have to pay for that, uh, as as you would think in the, in the traditional fiat world, right? If there is, if you're getting your brand out there, you need to pay someone to do that. But, but he's providing this beautiful rendering of the time chain and its data. And, and in exchange, he's getting this brand recognition. So it, it, he didn't have to pay SATs, but, uh, or, or Gary, uh, the organizer, didn't have to pay him uh, for you know the art that he creates. Uh, instead, he, he got brand recognition in return. So you, we're seeing the beginnings of a flywheel effect um, form here. Yeah, and uh, we've we've talked about this, um, you know, not to give anything away, but that's what uh, the article I've been, uh, I've, I've never written an article before. I was going to post something to Abla.news uh, about kind of the flywheel effect, and what we're going to call it is the pleb wheel, uh, of course. Um, really, it's, it's about kind of it, taking all these things that we have, giving to each other without monetization uh, to increase exposure as a whole. Um, so kind of bringing that culture in, um, you know, I'll, I'll leave it there because I, but what, what really got me was the Wave Lake episode uh, where Lightning Store uh, decided to, to drop a T-shirt on us. So Pleb Chain Radio. Well, he decided, OK, well, you know, I'm going to do this this T-shirt for our show and we're going to do a limited run. But the, all the proceeds. So the funds, uh, not profit, but funds uh, are going to go to Pleb Chain Radio. 
Well, I took the funds and I funded. Uh, I'm looking to promote it on Fountain. I'm looking to promote his brand. Um, but ultimately, we start to see a, a wheel form of just advertising for each other, promoting each other, uh, becoming a community, uh, and keeping all the sats within. Uh, really a circular economy um, that, uh, you know, the, the one thing that's scarce and then we're all using it is time, but we're doing that for, uh, for, to, for, for the better tomorrow. So, you know, we'll see how this all adds up, but there's going to be more about that coming. Yep. Watch the space for the blood wheel. Anything else, QW? Uh, that's it. Um, you know, I, I think it's time for Corn uh, to drop us some uh, knowledge on the lightning round. Hey, good evening. Going to try to silence the children for uh, the 10 minutes here. The younglings. Yeah, I yeah, I don't do know. That, don't I, <laughs> <laughs> she's watching cartoons now. I think she's good. So The toothache went away with cartoons. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I didn't see anything in her mouth. I'm hoping it's not, but we'll see. <clears throat> so, yeah, we had some uh, some news this week. Some things happened on Noster, as uh, tends to be the case. Um, Bitblock boom. Avi, you're there right now. Uh, I haven't really seen much about that on Noster. I know Gary... Um, is on Noster had promoted, you know, some speakers and, and a few announcements leading up to it. Um, but I haven't really seen much posted about it. I've been trying to find things to share. So uh, hopefully we, we can come across some, some information and posts. Yeah. Go on, real quick. One, one interesting uh, thing that happened yesterday was Sparker Lewis, who uh, who's been a vocal Noster skeptic uh, until, until now has created his Nostra account and has uh, posted a few times, convinced by none other than Uncle Rockstar to do so. Allegedly. <laughs> I was there, Colin. <laughs> I saw it happen. You have okay. To, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll trust, I'll trust you on that one. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not aware of too much. I don't know if there's any Nostra related um, panels or presentations happening that you've seen or heard of. Uh, but if not, we we need to maybe work on that for next year. See if we can get something they've going been, there. There have been several mentions of Nostra, not in specific panels, Nostra specific panels, right? In broader panels, but uh, Zapping and Value for Value, uh, there have been a couple of panels that have uh, uh, stressed on that quite a bit. Awesome. Well, the Zaps, those are our um, that's our foot in the door. So. Um, Another event coming up uh, here in just a week or so is the Baltic Honey Badger Conference in Riga um, called the OG Bitcoin Conference. And so Marseille is actually on her way there. Um, she'll be covering, um, they are planning some Noster events, Noster um, presentations and panels, and Marseille will be covering all of that. Um, and so we'll be reporting from her uh, on the Noster report account. So keep an eye out for that. Rockstar and team are planning the Noster party at Riga and they have exceeded their funding fundraising goal um, on geyser.fund over 10 million sats donated from plebs um, all across the world. So amazing to see uh, if you go to geyser.fund and look up, look up their, um, their page, you can um, see, you know, what all that's going for covering drinks and foods and other 
great stuff. So the Nostriches can have a, a good party at, at Riga. Um, uh, tickets are still available, BalticHoneyBadger.com, if you are in the area or planning to go and haven't gotten those yet. So are you going to that, Avi? I will be there, yes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a packed week for me, uh, yeah. but I will be there. Yeah, for sure. You should, you should probably look into a private jet, Avi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to just seeing what comes out of that. Marseille's always got some uh, good interviews and, and content lined up for us. Um, so another announcement from Noster Report, uh, and then we'll get into the Noster news itself. Uh, this week, Noster Report has teamed up with Greg White. So he's a pleb on Noster. Um, Greg had started publishing a weekly newsletter. He did a couple runs of it. Um, we've seen a lot of requests for a tech, a more tech-focused newsletter. Um, and Greg had started pulling some resources together for that. Um, so we've teamed up with him, and we'll actually be publishing um, the report that he puts together uh, from Noster Report. Uh, so it'll be a tech-focused weekly newsletter. Um, right now we have it coming out on Sundays. Uh, so we'll be publishing that from abla.news. And, of course, if your client supports long-form content, um, you'll see that directly in your feed as well. Uh, you mentioned user statuses. So that's kind of the big news right now. Um, new feature. You know, it's, it's fun when a new feature like this comes along that that is truly fun and and it just kind of gets everybody excited uh, it almost feels a little bit like uh, when zaps were introduced not not quite as much i don't think anybody i don't think anything can beat zaps you know but um user statuses are a lot of fun uh, so you can um, share a live status uh, it could be music you're listening to it could be um you know what you're doing at that moment and and they're linkable. Uh, it shows up right underneath your username on all of your posts. Um, and it's actually a NIP, NIP 315. Um, Amethyst has already rolled out support. I saw one of the devs for Current. Um, Current will be rolling out support for it. And I think I saw Fabian, the dev for no, uh, the Noster app, um, saying that he might be adding support for that soon in Noster. So looks like that one has caught on and is going to be, is going to be there. A lot of cool use cases. Um, we, as we've already seen. Um, are you guys still hearing me? Yep. We're here, man. All right. Good. Good. Making sure my internet didn't drop here. You never know here. The draw is always high. <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, we had uh, some debate going on earlier this week over um, trending algorithms specifically um, came up due to, to Primal. So Primal has their um, trending feed. It shows right on the side. If you're on the web client, right on the side um, next to your feed. And then they also have one of the custom feeds um, by default is the, is the trending feed. Um, some users began exposing how easily that the trending feed could be um, faked or manipulated by, you know, zapping yourself or sending fake likes um, and so on. And because of this, um, 
some users ended up blacklisted from trending, um, which raised some controversy. Uh, the hashtag free Ralph. <laughs> so Ralph was caught up in the middle of this, I think maybe unintentionally uh, it seemed. So and for the Ralph. listeners that don't know, Ralph is one of the legendary Zappathon zappers. Uh, he's also thrown some lightning bolts out that are just heavy hitting uh, sat quantities. So it, it was kind of interesting that he got stuck in, the, in, in that kind of uh, purgatory. So yeah. it, it created a movement in there, just the, uh, the ridiculousness of it. And for anyone who's met Ralph in person, he is the probably the least bannable or shadow bannable person you'll meet. He's an all-round nice guy. Yeah, the the irony yeah. was uh, golden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it seems that Ralph has been unblacklisted. Um, I see, I saw one of his posts trending, and I'm not sure about the rest. I believe some of them still are um, blocked from trending. So you know, it's an ongoing debate. Um, it's a good debate. It's important. Um, you know, I think we we do all have some, I know I have some PTSD from, you know, coming from Twitter and X and, you know, these other platforms where um, the algorithms, uh, they just control everything about what you see in the conversations that are taking place. And so it's good that we're debating, even fighting about this, you know, it doesn't need to get too ugly, of course, but it's good that this debate's going on. It does only affect the trending um, feed. And so the users are not blocked from the client itself. Um, you can still find their profiles and, and they still show up in your feed. Um, if you follow them, it's just from that, that trending algorithm that they have kind of on the side panel there. So. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they, uh, how they approach it again. We're, we're kind of just the, uh, the building inspectors at this point. Yeah, and you know, Milgen in the in the debate that was going on did say that it was a very simple algorithm. Um, he acknowledged that it was, you know, easy to manipulate, easy to game, and that they're they're you know working on ways to make that better. So we'll see what they put out. Um, you know, it, it's fun to watch all this grow in real time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, data vending machine is incorporated at all with some of this stuff. Yeah, I did see Pablo chiming in with some of those uh, suggestions. And so, you know, that would give the user a lot more fine-tuned control to see, you know, exactly what they want to see in their feed. And that could be custom to each user, um, which would be pretty cool. So we'll see. Uh, let's see, some business news, uh, Noster business, business on Noster. Uh, we've got a new feature from Noster.build. So it's actually kind of a return of an old feature. Um, so Noster.build is a media host um, that links into you know, multiple Noster apps and clients where you can upload your photos, your videos, your GIFs. Um, and they had for a while, their public gallery was free to view. Um, they had restricted that due to excessive amounts of data usage and and stuff, but they've been able to come up with a, a way to offer it again now. So it's called Freeview, and they're able to allow anyone, even if you don't have an account, to view, I think it's like the most recent 200 uploads um, for free, and so you don't need an account. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, but if you use them a lot, obviously sign up for an account, support them, and... Um, 
Sorry, my daughter just walked in. <laughs> busted, <laughs> Got a little man. Busted. Yeah, busted, busted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the Nostr uh, dot build. It's, it's an important feature. It's a way for us to keep, uh, keep these uh, uh, clients light. Um, so it's, it's kind of a something we, we really, we, we really need. Um, and keeping just a little hint, uh, we might have Nostr build coming on soon um, in the weeks ahead. Yeah, exciting. Um, while we're on the topic of Nostr build, um, Domus also uh, added NIP 98 support this week. And so NIP 98 um, is HTTP auth, which allows you to, basically it allows your Nostr app to hook in and authorize um, an account on a, th a third party service. So for instance, when you upload an image from Domus, if you have a paid account with Nostr Build, it should automatically go into your account and into your storage space. So it doesn't go into the public upload area. It goes into your dedicated uploads. Um, so that's pretty cool. Amethyst has, um, I believe, has NIP98 support as well. And NostrCheck.me, which is another media host, um, announced this week that they now have um, NIP98 that support with Amethyst. So Amethyst users, if you have a Nostr Check um, account, your uploads will go to your account. So pretty cool. Um, giving users a choice over various media hosts. Um, let's see. Let's talk about bounties for a, sec a second. So last weekend we had a resurgence of hell threads. And if you are new to Nostr and you have no idea what a hell thread is, um, be thankful because, uh, months ago it was pretty common. People would make, um, uh, sometimes, uh, not maliciously, sometimes maybe maliciously, I don't know, but would make these threads with dozens, if not hundreds. I think there was even one that had a thousand or more users tagged in it. And there was no way to escape from the notifications. You couldn't mute threads at the time. And so this has prompted over the months different features to come along um, where you can now mute threads. Um, you can mute the notifications. Um, and now the most recent update in, in Domus, and I think maybe some other clients have this as well, uh, but you can mute threads everywhere. And so that that came about because of a bounty. And that's what I wanted to highlight here. You know, devs are putting a lot of time into what they're building, um, and they like to get paid. They like to pay their bills, and um, bounties work. You know, users can get the features that they're looking for and can get that value for their time. Um, Yeah, and yeah, it's important. It's important. Uh, incentives work. You know, dangle the carrots. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in this one, it was really fast. You know, the bounty went out and within a day or two, um, Will had taken up the bounty. The fix was implemented in the next test flight update. You know, it'll go into the next app store version whenever that's um, public, you know, pushed through the app store. So, uh, just kind of cool to see that see that whole process work from from beginning to end. Um, 
Let's see, a couple other items. We've got snort.social. Uh, snort has been a popular client um, since the beginning of the year, and they just rolled out a major redesign of their web client, uh, Snort V2, Snort version 2. Uh, so the visual updates are great. Check it out. Um, and I really think it runs a lot faster. Snort had kind of become pretty slow in my browser, um, but it seems to be running pretty pretty good for me now. Have you guys tried it? I have, and I can guarantee Avi didn't. He's been, uh, you know, binge drinking and on the road. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I haven't. But I saw the screenshots. It looks freaking smooth. Uh, and I think, is is that the one with the zap.stream at the top too? Uh, so it's showing you kind of what's live on zap.stream. Oh, it might be. I have not seen that. I have not seen that integration yet. Yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting play uh, once we start seeing that um, kind of, I mean, this is all kind of just leveling up as we go. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited that redesign. I, I liked Snort and it just got way too slow for me to use. So I'm actually able to start using Snort. Um, I, that sounds funny, but <laughs> snort.social um, a little bit more now. Um, Brueggemann. And the uh, developer on that's Ethan? Ethan? No, Kieran. Kieran, Kieran, that's right. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Who also developed um, the uh, Zap.stream. So makes sense. That yeah, integrated. that does make sense. Okay. Uh, we've got an announcement today from Brueggemann. So Brueggemann um, develops Noster.band, uh, which is a great resource if you've never used it. Um, he has been working on a Noster browser. And so I have not had a chance to use it. He released um, an, an initial Android APK for testing. Um, so I've got to dig out my Android phone and, and install that. But uh, building a browser dedicated and, you know, deeply integrated with Noster. Uh, so it makes it much easier to use your apps and sign in to um, you know, clients and services and micro apps and stuff. Um, so that's, that's a pretty cool thing to, to watch. Uh, its development. It looks great too. Um, he's gotten some help with the visual design on that. Yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, was that with, uh, was Carnage working on that too? I believe so. Yeah. You know, Carnage, Carnage does have a great eye for design. Um, and you do see a lot of consistency across the apps that he's worked on and, and they're, they're nice. They're pleasant. I, I like what he does. And a lot of, a lot of purple and, and neon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but it fits. Um, and then the last thing I've got here, and then we'll give it back to you guys. Uh, we've got Zeus has been rolling out invites to their new um, update. So you can run a node on your phone um, and utilize the Olympus Lightning Service Provider for liquidity and opening channels. Uh, it's still in testing, but they are rolling out um, invitations. If you have not gotten one, uh, visit their profile on Noster. And there's a way that you can uh, sign up for the waitlist with your with your inpub, so you don't need to give away your email or any other information. And I just got my invitation uh, yesterday, so still working on getting that set up. But um, making self custody Lightning um, easier and more integrated with Noster, so it's a great thing. Yeah, I can't wait for that to roll out uh, in in full production gone. I, I mean, the beta is great, but 
uh, I think it, it it bodes really well for Lightning um, once we have that. It does. And I saw Daniel, um, maybe Daniel, his username, was testing a self-custodial Lightning address um, that uh, something he had set up with Zeus. And so he said it was manually set up, but it's something that he was helping them test. Mm-hmm. But uh, that 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 whole area of development is going to be great for Noster. The self-custody um, plus the ability to use Lightning with Noster. So. Indeed. Well, thank you, Con, for yet another comprehensive uh, overview of the week's events with the Lightning Round. Uh, and now it's time for our guest segment, and I'm happy to uh, invite our, uh, the friends from Stemster, Rock, Ben, not Henry, and Rob, Welcome to Plubchain Radio. Thanks for having us, Avi. Thanks for having us, Q-Dub. Yeah, in the spirit of collaborative communities, um, we got four of you up here. So will, did you want to, uh, uh, you, you kind of want to, I guess we'll, t- we'll start with you, Rock. Um, what's kind of your Bitcoin backstory and then kind of your role uh, in Stemster? Oh man, I don't have that deep of a Bitcoin backstory. It's actually a rather recent thing. I think I that's I all good. About, yeah, I think I learned about. I first learned about Bitcoin in like 2015 from at the time she was my fiance, now my wife, her younger brother. And he was telling me about it, and I'm like, "What? Is, like, what is this? You know, like, what funny kind of money that you're talking about?" And I bought some. I mean, I, humorously, I think I bought some using Cash App. Um, and like, I think I bought some and then the price went down and I sold and, you know, thinking like, what the hell, what is is this? And then in 2019 started learning about it again and then actually understanding it and then like understanding, well, what is a blockchain? How does it work? Um, what is cryptocurrency? What are the different types of cryptocurrencies? And at the time there was so much talk of ethereum and nfts and and bitcoin you know to somebody coming in from the outside was like oh what's this like what's this boomer coin and then you start learning more and more and more and i don't know i just got very enamored with it and so much so at the time i was working at google and decided to leave google to join cash to lead their bitcoin uh design team and you know, it's something that I don't know. It like it changed my life. It, it put me on a whole different path in so many different ways, like professionally and personally, and how I think about building wealth for my family, and how I think about building wealth for people. Um, and now with Stemster, like the tools that we're building, and how Bitcoin intersects uh, passion areas that people had, and you know, Habla, how it intersects passion of writing, all the different social media clients, how it affects like, you know, freedom of expression with Stemster, how it affects music. And I think that's kind of how Stemster kind of came about was in the, at the, at the end of last year, seeing Noster emerge and thinking to myself, like, well, what could we do here? And I make music, been making music for a long time. And I just thought it'd be awesome, man. I, th- I really, I, I primarily thought like it was a, it was very much about Noster and the relationship between your ability to just share whatever 
you know, without, without any fear of, of censorship and with music, like censorship is a big topic, you know, because you share something that you shouldn't be, or you say things that you shouldn't be saying. And depending upon where you are, you know, the government could take that down or threaten your life, put you in jail. And I thought, oh man, this is a good platform for it. And, and then when we bring Bitcoin into the story, it's like, wait a second, you can actually start to get paid for doing things that you love to do. And if you think about music today, people have to create music fully, produce full tracks, rap over it, et cetera. And then they put it on streaming and they get paid like a pittance, you know, and they get paid at the end of this music making process. And it's like the, in, in the, it's the slog of it all, because at that point they're having to rep it on social media, et cetera, but they're just in it for the music. And we think Stemster is such a cool thing because they get to make music and earn Bitcoin while doing so. And it's the thing that they love to do. And we're super hype about it. That's great, Rock. Um, and we'll dig a little uh, deeper into some of the points you raised. But first, let's continue going around the horn uh, with uh, the backstory and how what what the motivation was to find uh, to, to work on Stamster. Maybe we'll go to Ben next. Go ahead, Ben. Hey, uh, yeah, my bit, my Bitcoin backstory is maybe somewhat similar. Uh, I was first introduced at a party, I want to say around the rally of like 2014. Uh, there was a guy there that just couldn't, could not tell people enough about Bitcoin and kind of forgot about it after that. And then again, caught my eye in 2017. Similar, similar story to rock there. Like figured Bitcoin was, you know, I missed the boat, learned about Ethereum and all the other uh, shit coins, bought a bit of everything. Then uh, just kind of held that on the way down and then really just began learning um, through that process. And then ultimately really understood what Bitcoin is, uh, what it unlocks and so I'm kind of approaching it from the uh, from that angle, and then you know I have a background in music as well, and uh, work as a programmer. So when Noster emerged for me at the end of last year, and I saw Rock put out the bat signal about building Stemster, you know the stars just kind of aligned for me. That's great, Ben. Um... We'll move on to not Henry. Yeah, so uh, I first learned about Bitcoin back, I was in high school, back in like 2012, my brother showed it to me. Uh, and he was always like, you know, he's always learning about the, the latest tech stuff. So I was like, kind of like, that's when I found out about it. I didn't really understand or really care what it was. So I was just like, oh, okay, it's like internet, it's like digital Chuck E. Cheese tokens, cool. Um, not long after i i found out about dogecoin uh tried to start mining some dogecoins uh i actually found that uh i actually found the computer i had from back back in 2012 with like dogecoin on and i was like oh shit, this is gonna have so much money on it uh, i had nothing so that was a little, little bit of a disappointment but uh yeah so I mean, that was 2012 2013 i think um 
after that, I just kind of forgot about it for eight years, maybe. No, I mean, like I heard about it every now and then, but like, like I, I never really like learned what it, what it was, you know, besides the fact that it was digital money. So it's like, that was kind of like my, um, like I, I, I never cared about it cause I didn't understand it. You know, like I, it was just like some tech thing that was like, whatever. Um, in 2020, that was really when I kind of learned what Bitcoin was. Um, I learned, you know, like about it having the most, like the most uh, interesting thing to me about Bitcoin, um, probably what sold me on it the most was is the fact that there's a fixed supply. Because um, I was, I mean, believe me, I was uh, extremely aware of, you know, how the Federal Reserve works and how our money is constantly being devalued. I was well aware of that. I just didn't know there was a solution. Um, so when I really started to learn what Bitcoin was, um, it didn't take very long for, for me to, uh, to get sold on it. Um, so yeah, I, I really, my, really my introduction to Bitcoin was really like in like 2020. Um, I think kind of like the start of COVID and all the, you know, the shutdowns and stuff, that's, all that stuff also, uh, help to trigger it um yes yeah, so that's my bitcoin story uh as for noster uh noster uh i joined like so many people here back in december uh when basically when jack sent up the bat signal uh, uh yeah i mean I, i've also like that same thing it's like i've been extremely uh i guess you could say like passionate about the fact that social media is so messed up um, and, and wanting to find a solution to, to all the problems that it has. Um, but you know, there really wasn't, it really wasn't much solution um, until I, when I, once I discovered Noster, I was like, I could start to see like, oh, wow, this can fix, like this can actually fix so many of uh, the problems uh, in the social media. Um, and then not, not long after that, you know, I met Rock, uh, Rock on here. He sent up the, uh, the post about uh, Stemster. Um, I've been a musician for most of my life. I was like five probably. So I was like, wow, this is so cool. It's like the intersection of like everything I care about, fixing social media, uh, Bitcoin, fixing money and music. So it was like, it was, uh, you know, I was all in at that point. Um, yeah, and it's so kind of what I see like uh, to me, like what interests me the most about Stemster is like this idea that like you can create music, um, but you're being incentivized like that creation process, right? It's being incentivized in real time. Like you, you open up your DAW, you, you know, make a little loop or whatever you get instant feedback in the form of uh, not just, you know, communic like replies and likes and all that, but also like you're getting paid. Um, and that's such like, that's such an incentive um, to really drive that creative process for so many people. Yeah. And, and we'll, and I'll say the same thing I said to Rock. A lot of stuff to unpack there, uh, Henry, and we'll we'll dig into it once we pass the uh, intros. And finally, Rob, go ahead. 
Hey, hey, hello everyone. Um, yeah, I think my Bitcoin story I was telling to a friend uh, at Nostrica that um, I started my journey uh, probably around 2012, um, learning a little bit about Bitcoin because I had, I, I was doing freelance in my part-time uh, and I had a, a, a client who was really interested in, in blockchain in general. So he wanted me to learn a little bit more about blockchain. Uh, so he gave me, uh, I don't know, maybe $250, $250 worth of uh, a coin called LISC and another $250 of another coin called EOS. So with that money, I started like learning about um, blockchain and coins and all this stuff. And I've heard about Bitcoin and study a little bit about Bitcoin. Uh, but uh, yeah, I live in El Salvador. I am from El Salvador. So it's a third world country. And it was really, really, really hard to get into blockchain and to basically get information right and, and from a properly manner. And to actually be able to buy Bitcoin, it was extremely hard. We had back then this website called Local Bitcoins um, that I didn't trust because nobody knew at that point if it was worth exploring around, but was the only way to, to have some Bitcoin. And a bunch of people were like selling Bitcoin, whole coiners or or things like that. And back then I was just a student. I didn't have any money to buy a whole coin, a half coin or something like that. So, so yeah, I just decided to keep learning about Bitcoin. What is the meaning of Bitcoin and, and what is really fixing? Um, and then at some point I sold the, the bag that I had for LISC and EOS and bought, um, Polygonmatic back then in the days. So, so yeah, in 2019, probably 2020, I sold uh, almost my entire bag of Polygonmatic to being able to, to buy Bitcoin through Binance um, because it was possible to do it with Binance. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of the story I have for Bitcoin. And since then I've been uh, learning a little bit more and more and more and trying to orange peel my family, my friends, and some of the people uh, in the community as well. So trying to incentivize others to actually uh, learn and join. Um, and it's a cool thing. Um, and as for Stancer, uh I was, to be fair, I was trying to basically collaborate on things. So I started like on November, of the last year, like to explore projects. I saw a screenshot from Jack on Twitter about a cool application called Damus uh, that was uh, new and it was just a client, something different. So I joined because of that. And I started like as a designer to, to see that um, all those clients have major issues with uh, accessibility with the whole user experience, the user interface, and in order to compete against other social media platforms, 
we had to make something different. It was a bunch of developers like working full time on those things. And I wanted to collaborate and add a little bit of design on that and try to help uh, the users that wanted to move from Twitter or other social media over to Nostr and make their life a little bit easier. So I tried to join, I tried to collaborate with Damis. I tried to collaborate with Nostr Build, Nostr Directory, and a bunch of other clients. I was just trying to collaborate and help and design things and improve the, the user's, uh, well, the user's experience, um, trying to improve it a little bit more. So I saw the screenshot from Rock. I think Rock started everything. Rock started the fire. Um, so, so when I saw it, I, I think I will, I will say that I'm the only one in the team that is not a musician. I like to listen to music, but I'm not a musician. I'm not, I'm not into music, uh, but I really wanted to work on this thing because it was so important for the community and for the artists and to bring other people to this platform as well. So I got really interested in, in that. And after our first, first talk with Rock, I got more interested in working along with the other guys in this cool project that we now call Stamster. And uh, it's been a blast. I've been having such a great time working with them. And uh, yeah, I'm excited on that. Great. Well, thank you for that uh, background, Rob. So, Rock, since all fingers are pointing to you as the culprit or the one who started the fire, the, who sent out the that signal for this, I'll uh, direct the next question to you. Uh, for folks in the audience who might not be familiar with Stamster or folks uh, who are listening uh, to the recording later on, uh, could you give uh, a quick overview of what Stamster is and then what your team structure is like? Yeah, sure. Uh, Stamster is a way to share sounds. It, it can be something as simple as a the sound of nature around you. It could be something like you clapping or whistling. It could be a drum loop that you're working on. It could be uh, a piano riff or a guitar riff or a vocal riff all the way to uh, a beat or a full track. And the idea is that we, we don't say like, we, you could you could call it music, but it's not, you know, like clap, clapping, a single clap may not yet be music. So we, we call it sounds. We don't know what else to say say stems, I guess, as well. Um, but you can share all of that. And then anybody can freely download what you share. We call that process the process of remixing. So somebody downloads it and say it's a beat. So somebody puts up a beat, a producer puts up a beat, and then say there's a rapper that's like, oh, man, this sounds great. I'd love to rap over it. That rapper will download that beat, rap over it. And you can do so in like really simple tools that are that are on your smartphone. And you can even uh, rap or sing into like uh, Apple's AirPods. So you don't need a fancy like music studio or anything. And then you remix it and you put that back up on Stemster. And so then what you would have seen is the producer made the beat, a rapper rapped on it, and maybe another rapper wants to get on it. And they download the, the one that the rapper did. And so it keeps kind of going. And these re remix on remix on remix. And uh, somebody joined some time ago and they 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 kind of coined the hashtag like open source music that's really what this is like uh it's about sharing sounds and being able to collaborate with others to create 
uh, music and in a really permissionless way. Like, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like, imagine that somebody like Taylor Swift uh, or, or Jay-Z or, or any of your favorite artists made a song and they said, hey, anybody can download this and duet with us or sing with us or add to it or remix it. And, and you put it back up and it will live right next to my track on Spotify or Apple Music or Tidal. And that's really what we're building here. And so we're really trying to um, be something that lives in between, you know, the, the music that you would make like silently in your studio um, and the music that people listen to on streaming. We want to be in between those two things and create collaboration uh, and allow people to earn Bitcoin while doing so. I just want to say real fast, like it's almost like the GitHub of music. One way to yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good analogy. What I what I do like about it, um, you know, one of the things is is is, you know, you lay it down a track, and then you then you can follow up and put every single raw layer on there. So you know, you might have that that let's say that verse for that track, but in three months' time, someone can take your verse and put it over their own, uh, or they t they combine all of them and 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 master it at the end uh, to a completely different song. Uh, so it's just amazing. The sound bank just continues to grow. And it's not just sounds. It's almost like a verse bank. It's almost like, uh, you know, it, the, just the the amount of uh, uh, <laughs> the, the collection, it just grows day by day. And I love to see the collaborative community jumping on it to where they're, you know, they're, they're all about it. Um, I think you can even comment notes and things on there. So, you know, here's here's. Here's uh, song one with uh, with one verse and a hook, uh, and then you'll just pass it off and wait for someone else to jump on it. Um, or you can you can probably even incentivize who wants to get on this. I'll I'll send you a hundred sats or whatever. Um, there's there's a, definitely a value for value system built in, not just from the listeners, but maybe from the uh, the producers as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that thing that you're talking about, um, we have been calling Legos, and we think like every you know you can picture like if it's like a, a, a single clap like it's a tiny little blue lego or if it's something like a beat like it's maybe a little bit more of like a structured few piece lego and that these legos are there and they're on they're like in the sea of noster now and we allow people to grab those legos and kind of reconfigure them into their own creations and that's something we're super excited about and there is a lot of work to do in terms of really understanding like what does it mean to create a service that honors those lego blocks and allows people to explore them and use them and so we have a lot of work ahead of us and when we talk about these collaborators collaborate the, the collaboration in general i mean these people are from communities from all over the world yeah. Um, you know, whether it's men like Quex, whether it's now G.E.K., I, I want to call him Gek, but I know that's wrong. It's like Yek or something like that. Do you know how to say it? Jek. Jek. Yeah. So I forgive me because I, I I know I I, I, I butchered that. Uh, D.S.I.V., Elaine, uh, Real Richard. Uh, these are people that are kind of jumping on it early, but they're just the 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 speed at which things are being produced when you're in that environment of creativity, uh, it's just really encouraging. And that's one of the reasons that one of the main reasons I wanted to see you guys uh, on our show was just because the, the energy is just there and it, it needs to be kind of captured and pe more people need to know about it. We thank you for that. Very honored to be here.
but that global that global phenomenon uh, where you know you can you can basically have three different people from three different countries uh, all all put into put in work to one song and have it done in one day type of thing. I really I think that's just the coolest thing. Like I'll wake up in the morning and check Stemster and there's like new people collaborating um, and like hearing them on the same thing together is it it's like really inspiring. So that that really does it for me. Yeah, kind of like your turn, bro. <laughs> Wake up and you and you're already starting to write. Yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a big there's a big difference between like sitting down on your computer and, and working on music uh you know by yourself um versus like, you know, I'm here with a bunch of other people. It's almost like it's like a digital studio. You know, you're just hanging out with you know, your fellow musicians just making stuff together. And how does, I guess, maybe this is not a, a fun question to ask uh, in, in this open source community, but how how do digital rights and or intellectual property or copyright work in the, in that type of scenario? Yeah, we, we talk a fair bit about this. Um, so I think it starts first with our community guidelines. And, you know, our community guidelines say, hey, for anything that you're going to share, some rules of the road, you have to be cool with anybody being able to download it. You have to have creatively contributed to it in like a very real way. And you have to have the rights to share it. And so like what that has like ended up with is the fact that all the stuff that's on Stemster is unique. It's new to the world. And so the next thing is, okay. We've got these things that are all freely shareable, freely downloadable. And now when people begin to work on it, the next thing that we have to approach is like, how do we provide attribution and how do we make it so that you can see that history of attribution so that if Real Richard makes a beat, man like Quex raps on it, Brown Cat sings over it and Joe Coffee plays guitar over it, that as that, that history of that track progresses, then you can see the attribution and that one day you know, the last, the last uh, remix of it that has like the full, you know, what you would call like master, I guess. Um, when you zap that, it gets split to all those artists. A question that we don't have an answer to is what if somebody, even an artist in that chain of rights, downloads it and then uploads it to Spotify or to yeah. Apple Music or to Tidal? Uh, and we haven't seen that yet. We see it going to Wave Lake. So that's normal and natural. And we're like really excited about that. But what happens when you put it up somewhere else outside of this ecosystem? And I don't, I don't know that we know the answer to that yet. Right. Or, uh, you know, there are a bunch of songs that have been created by the community. Someone puts them on an album and then takes them to, you know, what, to music producer and gets that album released. What happens then? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> it's all part of the process, right? Uh, we, our favorite term, we're so early. <laughs> we're so yeah. early. Yeah. One of the, this is, this is a kind of a cool, just like side effect of the fact that we're building on Noster um, is the fact that, uh, you know, like people are signing these, you know, these, this, this track history is being signed with like your personal private key. So you've got like cryptographic proof that, that you actually contributed to that. So, I mean, that, that, you know, that might, at some point, maybe someone will use that, like, in court to say, like, look, I, I can prove that, 
uh, something that I made is on is on this uh, track that that was stolen from me, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you're basically doing an inscription on the uh, Noster protocol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one of the really cool things about building on Noster. Like we get these really hard properties like a digital signature that, you know, you hold a private key for, for attribution, for free, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, these events reference each other. So like all this stuff is here. Um, so as Rock said, like, I think you know, that what we've built so far is like, there's more to do than what we've already done. Like it, we've just started. It's, it's pretty interesting. And how does Stemster make money? Through the Stemster share pass. So for anybody who uh, wants to share, so for you to be able to share a sound or to comment on another sound or even repost, you have to buy a share pass and you can do so for like a day. It's about 23 cents maybe in, in today's price, that thousand sats, I think. Um, or you could do it for a week or you can do it for 30 days, a month. And uh, so we created that and it's two, two properties, or at least it has two jobs for us. One is it prevents spam. And uh, that's something that was like really, really important to us was to keep the quality of the content unique and high. Uh, and the second thing is that it allows us to operate sustainably because we all pay the bills for all of our various services from Figma to Vercel to AWS. Um, and very excitingly, and Ben, Ben keeps us up to date on this on, on discord with, with reports. I think that we are close to breaking even this month on, on our expenses from, from that. So we're, we're like, we're super stoked by it. There's a, there's a, a thing that like, I'm looking very carefully at with it though, is we we're flipping a lot of the models on their heads because today in the world of listening to music, like where, where, where music gets played, you charge the listener. So that's why you subscribe to Spotify and you subscribe to Apple music and you subscribe to title here where music gets made. It's a tool for creators. We're charging the creators. And that's, uh, I'm like really interested in how that will evolve and what will that mean? And we, we observed something really interesting when we created the search feature recently is if you search for people, you see all kinds of people and you're like, well, who are these people? And they are just people who have joined us, but have never subscribed to the share pass. And so you don't see them on Stemster and it's like, well, what are they doing and why are they here? And are we harming them in some way by, by having the share pass be something that blocks the sharing. And so it's experimental for us. And I think we're really still trying to find our way, but no matter what, like, you know, um, we're going to keep working towards that. And the, and the goals of always like value for value, keeping spam off the system, those will be the principles around which, you know, whatever forms our monetization takes will be there. Yeah, that is a really interesting business model uh, or just market structure shift that you're effectuating here, right? And just to reiterate what you said, the it's not the platform charging users uh, for consuming the content, the mm -hmm. platform's charging the creators. Mm -hmm. And then the creators in turn, at least in theory, 
get zapped by the consumers of that content. That's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Just just to mention something, because we had Wave Lake on, or Sam with Wave Lake a couple of weeks ago, and, and he was talking about the streaming industry in general. It's it just broken. Um, but just kind of zooming out, could you do something like, let's say Wave Lake does Best of Stemster on theirs, and they have their top charts, but any zap that goes from there goes to there, goes to goes to actual Stemster, um, you know, where we can have this kind of collective community of all the music uh, sections uh, kind of combining together to, to, to kind of extend the exposure for everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're all we're all for that. You you know you said it when you guys were talking about the role of of competition. Um, it's not really competition. Like when you when you just don't use that term, and like the cultural concept is something that's much more like connectivity between these services. It's like a tide that lifts all the boats. So we love we love the idea of doing this, and and we love the idea of like, you know, our eighteen oh eight notes showing up all over the place to be consumed uh, for free from listeners, and also for you know like. 1808 is the foundation, our, our, our kind. We are the first client that is using that and, and using 1808s in a way to create like a collaborative music service. But anybody can create a new project or a new company and use 1808s in ways that we are not yet creating new listening tools, creating new tools of creation. Um, and so we're really excited by this. And, and that's why we're so, so, um, focused on that on that kind and, and making it as available as possible to both listeners and creators. And how have you organized yourselves uh, as a team, Rock? Is it a loosely knit sort of open source ethos of we'll, we'll, we'll all play to our strengths uh, and see where we take it? Or do you have a slightly tighter organizational structure? <laughs> I think it's a slightly tighter organizational structure. I'll let the guys answer and see and <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and and yeah, I would love to hear I'd love to hear what the team thinks about this. <laughs> yeah, it's highly structured. Uh, I mean, I've done a lot of work in open source over the years. Um, and this feels very similar uh, with the added bonus that we are all in Discord together. So we do have like a private communication um, area for more tactical stuff. Um, but aside from that, I would say that the development side of this is pretty classical open source development. Yeah, I'll just give you a quick uh, rundown about kind of like our, our roles. Um, so I am primarily building the, uh, the front end, the client. Um, Sam Sansky's also helped for, for a short period. He's actually with Wave Lake now. Um, ben is doing all the backend stuff. So he's doing the running, uh, we have like a custom, like he's modifying like a relay. So we have kind of a custom relay. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's doing like the, like the ZBD integration for accepting uh, lightning payments. Uh, and then Rob is doing most of, I would say, Correct me if I'm wrong on this, guys, but like Rob's doing most of the design work, mm -hmm. and then Rock is kind of like, I don't know, I would almost call him like, like if I had to give him like a title, he's kind of like the CEO. Like he just kind of, he's really kind of managing. You know, he's also contributing like to the design and like the UX uh, as well. 
And then, of course, he's a musician, a, a rapper, uh, along with Ben, I believe. <laughs> These are facts. Yeah. These are facts. Well, I didn't even know Ben rapped. That's what's crazy yeah. about the shit. Is that yeah, it, it's solid, too. And, Rock, you're like the hype man on Stempster, too. Oh, come on. I'll get everybody. Listen, man like Quex is in the audience. He, he He's literally like, he's, he's the hype man. He's like, we are here because of him. Yeah, and I'm and 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 he he's yeah, a, he's a hit on uh, Wavelength too, and I I can't wait to hear some sound bites, some stems from uh, the on top of Kilimanjaro tomorrow or or this week. Yeah, yeah, we're sending, yeah. We're sending all the love, and he he deserves a salary at this point. <laughs> he's our marketing <laughs> department. <laughs> yeah, man, we love we love we love the the folks that have been around with us from the from the early days. They they. Um, they matter a great deal to us and they're, they're like, they're the, they're the lifeblood of this. And they, you know, when, when Stemster was getting built, they kept it going. Like they saw, they saw something in it and they kept it going and they kept us going. And I don't know that like, they know that. Um, but like, that's real. Their, their energy brought this thing to life. And I feel like we try to keep a really positive energy and really focus on community and focus on the culture of music and use the hashtag, you know, free the music. And we care a great deal. And I just, I tell the team all the time, like bring that energy and put that back into the product and put that back into our relationship with the, with contributors in the community. And I feel like it's been something that has given Stemster something like an anti-gravity that other products I think struggle to find. And I feel like we've all put our hearts into this and everybody who hits that plus button and puts up any sound does the same thing. And I swear, like there's some universal energy associated with it. It's inspiring and it inspires people. Let's, let's say I, I, my, I got an old dusty guitar, you know, maybe I want to blow it off and, and, and get back into something where, you know, um, where music is, industry was broken now all of a sudden you're inspired and you have new hope and maybe you know maybe you you do want to take up the throw a few riffs out there i know corn corn uh i'm not sure if you your, your mic's on but uh uh you know noster he, he posted a few tracks on noster um just this this new frontier where you feel like uh you know all all everything's possible um it, it's really kind of stroke people in a way that they're 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 re-inspired uh, and I see, see Stempster, um, all these music creations are in any kind of creative atmosphere, just kind of gasolines on it now. Yeah, it's safe, too. It's interesting. Like there's a I don't know, you know, rapping or singing or putting any of your music out there is like a really vulnerable act. And it's really interesting to see how people navigate that vulnerability in the context of the product and even out of it, like in, in the context of a, the, the social media sharing that happens around it. And it's beautiful, man, because it's like you feel nervous about it, but you have all this support and, you know, it's, it's wild. It's something really special. Maybe a small digression, but just off of that point, Rock, um, I thought it was interesting that he said it is a vulnerable act. Do you feel like putting, your, uh, you know, someone putting their voice and, and their lyrics out there, uh, 
is versus some other content right like a blog post or or a video or whatever it is it's it's a it's a more vulnerable act the, the music or the, the rap itself no i don't know it's probably equivalently vulnerable for the creator i mean i feel vulnerable doing this podcast so you know yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's healthy yeah it's a beautiful thing it really is and I, I don't know i think that's what makes nostra special is that like i'll tell you if we go back to like you know everybody's talking about like the early moments i used i hadn't even i just remember this now that we're talking about it like i think that we are all direct descendants of like the jack hug like when jack was there hugging all of the earliest people that joined i think he set a culture in motion and that culture was like a culture of like care and safety and that was something that like you know people think of jack as like the head of block the founder of twitter um but like i actually think that was like one of the most beautiful things to see somebody like jack who has learned so much from his time running companies to understand that like the role of welcoming somebody in a safe and like em embracing way look what that did for our culture and look what it did for all the builders here and the designers here and the writers here it's like it's like unbelievable so i'm, I'm looking at like the emojis that are part of Noster nest and i see the hug and it's just like that set everything in motion like th that to me is like cements jack's legacy as as like a wonderful human being that was the whole inspiration when i uh, began the pleb chain hashtag pleb chain was just kind of the the embodiment the, the 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 community itself and and when we were so early there and everybody can have these conversations and and we're, we're contrasting from a social dynamic that was completely algoed to the uh the darkness you know and and the fact if you if you go on Thomas and you you hashtag pleb chain you get the purple and orange hug uh it's just such a beautiful thing and i think we're all in a place now where we're just over the crap uh and we really want a way forward together uh and and, and establishing this open source uh community can can you know collaborative community is just it's it, we're feeding off each other and you and you make this a global movement uh and you realize there's just so many more people out there uh just like us that 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 have dreams and we just want to get there uh and in what better way than together uh and the hug would be the beginning yeah it's true it's true man it's true what do i say straight straight club chain a straight pleb chain. <laughs> Get them quacks. Get them quacks. Straight pleb chain. Man in the mountain. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna chop this whole interview up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so good. It's so. Good. By the way, his new track is sick. Uh, that uh, what we're on the top or what? what what's the uh, name of it? We on top. We on top. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Quex's inspiration. Quex is literally so, human embodied, like the human embodiment of universal inspiration. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him uh, perform at uh, uh, one of these Nostra conferences. Um, so, as far as features, features, feature wise, um, 
Yeah. What's kind of, what are, what are you kind of working on now? What, what kind of vision do you have moving forward on possibilities? I mean, just where's your, where's your creativity flowing as far as expansion? Hermano, do you want to talk about, about what we're working on near term? Oh uh, yeah. Um, uh, first of all, I think we are, we have a uh, different phases in our, uh, in our roadmap to, first of all, we need to, fix or rethink the way we do things or how we do things. After the beta was released, uh, we thought that uh, following the social media structure for certain things like threads, that a bunch of threads are broken. We needed to rethink the way we treat uh, our threads. And we are working on that. We are rethinking the way uh, we have structured that. We need to also order the stems. So if you remake something, um, we we if you share or remake something, you you get the attributions to others automatically. So you didn't need to be tagging every single one. Who has participated in 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 the sound or the stem that you have shared or remixing? Um, so yeah, you, you as a user, you will be able if you, if you are listening to a track, you will be able to see the whole history of that sound. So if everything started with just a clap and then someone else adding a guitar or drums and then someone else adding the vocals, so at the end you will be listening to a to a something, something that is really special and, and nice and great and and whatever. But what you will really see is how, like the building blocks of that really cool stuff. So we are we are working on that right now uh, in the in the design phase. Uh, soon that will be taken by by Henry to actually build it. And and yeah, and we are also trying to add libraries. So you will be able to just save everything. Uh, if you like something, if you're exploring on Stemster, but you don't have like the time to download uh, everything, you can basically add it to the library. Um, and yeah, similar how similar to how how you do things on Spotify or even Apple Music or something like that. But it's something that is for you. Um, so yeah, that is. That is basically what we have right now in in our plate in design things, but yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, if you look at it, if you look at the breadth of the roadmap, you know, Roberto was talking about kind of like general app improvements that we've just learned. Like you know, we we fashioned ourselves off of social media clients, and that's been very interesting and cool to see. But I think there are elements of it that we're recognizing, like. We need to adapt and evolve in different ways. And so we're working on that um, daily. Hermano's doing beautiful, beautiful design work there. And if you just kind of zoom out and you look at the artist experience, the attribution is a very big deal. Splits are going to be a very big deal. Uh, and then the other aspect of it is <clears throat> how do you deal with search and discovery? And so our first kind of tiptoe into that water is what we released with the search experience for just, you know, profiles and hashtags. But beyond that, what we are aspiring to create is something that's essentially curated by the community where anybody, whether they're a creator or even just a listener. And I think this is how we start to activate, like, you know, the, 
the the folks who we don't see today, like the, the you know, like the dark passengers of Stemster who are there and they're listening and they're participating, but we don't see them creating, giving them tools to curate the music that they love. And that could be somebody saying, you know what? Um, I love all of Real Richard's work whenever he has AI rappers. So I'm going to take the time to curate a collection of all of Real Richard's stuff that's based on AI rappers. Others may say, you know what? I want to create a collection of sounds that are great for producers who are looking to make Samba-inspired hip-hop, right? And that these collections in our minds are things that they themselves can be zapped. And so now we offer what functionally is curation and discovery tools from the community where they get financially incentivized to do this and share it more broadly as little bundles of things. Because in the feed-based architecture, you don't have any kind of structure or consistency to how you find information. And in the absence of algorithms, digital algorithms, if you involve humans in the process, we think that something really beautiful can emerge there. And so that's something that is on our roadmap. And as we move past the general app improvements, uh, it's something that we really, really want to work on and that we're really excited about. And, and building on Noster, um, is, is it kind of a breath of fresh air? Uh, is it something that's kind of a, a, a little bit more, I guess, uh, I, I don't know if it's simple, but uh, it seems like uh, a lot of things progress quickly. Um, building on Noster is, is it, is it fun? Yeah, <laughs> is, I mean, yeah, what kind of, uh, contrast in, in contrast to like, say someone's old code that you're trying to, you know, decipher. <laughs> ben and not Henry, you can, you guys can tell a lot of stories there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Noster development is so much fun. Um, yeah. I mean, every time I like, God, like when I code something, like, and I'm like, I'm coding for Stemster, and then, like, like, there's always this moment where I'm like, like, holy shit, like, this thing that I just coded, it's like, it's already working in, like, all these other apps, like, I didn't have to do anything, I just, I wrote my code, and now it's like, it's working everywhere, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, that's powerful, man. It's it's not just interoperability of of inpubs, you know, that you're you're getting these users on. Uh, it's the the entire ecosystem yeah. of mini apps. Yeah, I totally agree. The general model of like everything in its event, you know, that makes it really easy. You can just read them; they're not like binary blobs. So a lot of that like lower level stuff is kind of taken care of for you. Um, I love like, again, this open protocol. So we just get all these features for free, basically. Um, I mean, zaps are huge, right? The fact that we literally have a built in like peer to peer money system that just works. Um, it is Bitcoin. I mean, that's, it's truly incredible, especially when you start mixing it with other things, right? Like music or writing or any of these other, these other apps. So, I mean, I love building on Nostra. It's been really fun. Yeah, another thing, I want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Pablo and anyone else who's uh, contributed to NDK. Because um, that's really, that's the backbone of our client is that the Nostra dev kit. Um, that's that's another cool thing. It's like, I, honestly, like I, I've, I've barely had to really touch the abstraction layer that I have in NDK, but 
other people are building for free um, and everyone in the community is benefiting from that. So that's another, so it's just like, you know, just network effects, just compounding constantly. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say this. I was surprised by something that happened where I commented on a track, forget whose it was, commented on track and Stemster. And it showed up in Domus. <laughs> and then somebody commented in Domus or on Snort maybe, and it showed up in Stemster. I was like, what? Like how, it, what, we never even designed that. And it wasn't even a thing that happened. Like I, when we would talk about it, I couldn't even wrap my head around how we would deal with this. And, you know, Ben and Ben and, and not Henry are like, well, here, you know, they, they explained what was going on in terms of the relays and how people are pulling the information and writing back. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And it's like, it's turned out to be phenomenal. It's like an unbelievable thing. So it's like, at least for me, not being uh, an engineer on our team, these things appear as though they're magic sometimes. And it's, it's amazing. And zaps are definitely in that, in, in that bucket for me. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah, that that client satellite dot earth, it's kind of a Reddit rebuild or, or whatnot, uh, where you have the groups. Uh, I was talking someone someone posted some woodworking stuff. Uh, and I'm like, you need to make a group uh, uh, on, on satellite dot earth about woodworking. He's like, I'm literally that's what I'm commenting on. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> you just don't even know when you're when you're in Domus or any of the other kind of social side of the clients. Um, but it's it's just incredible. I mean, it just sprinkles. They're, they're just raining everywhere, uh, raining notes everywhere. Yeah, so hey, a lot of cross pollination. They're on this topic of cross pollination and how how you honor that. We are working with the team from Plasma, and in that work, they've been they've been just wonderful um, in to allow the eighteen oh eight notes to get pulled in and streamed in their client. We designed a thing that we hope to see everywhere called an app card um, or a nap card, Noster app card, where essentially like what what the intention is, at least for from for Stemster, but it's extensible, is that, you know, if you're in your client and you come across this card, it has like a purple outline. At the top of it, it has our Stemster logo and it has our little waveform inside of it and a call to action. And so for Stemsters, that call to action could be explore, could be remix. You can imagine one coming in from Habla, which is like read. You can imagine one coming in from Wavelake, listen. And so the idea is that these app cards, whenever clients truly pull in something from a different like app, like not like a different social client, not a kind one, but like unique kinds that these new apps are creating, that these app cards would acknowledge that and that people would be able to start to see, wait a second, this is some kind of tapestry of experiences that I can move between seamlessly. I don't even have to like create a new username or password. I just move over. And it's like, you're listening to one thing and your client. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I can go and remix this in a place called Stemster. Like what? And you're just there and you're doing it. And I think that that's a really, from a design perspective, it's a really important thing that we have not yet acknowledged is how clients reference other apps and other kinds of content and how we continue to move that fabric through keep weaving, keep weaving, keep weaving.
For sure, Rock. And this is how we create this interconnected lattice of collaboration. Um, and the pleb wheel continues to spin. <laughs> it does. All right, folks. It, uh, I really want to thank Rock, Ben, not Henry and Rob for their time today. Uh, it's really enlightening conversation. Uh, thank you for all the amazing work that you're doing and looking forward to uh, watching the genres expand and see more and more creativity come out of uh, the content creators uh, who are joining Stanza. Goodness, we appreciate it. We are all honored to be here and, and thank you guys so much for all of your work every, you know, week in and week out and day in and day out. You guys are like uh, cultural beacons for, for everything that's going on. And so like, you know, mad, mad love to you guys for what you're doing. And all those content creators out there, check out Stempster. They're climbing mountains over there. Holla. <laughs>